Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. I wanted a career in which everything would matter, so I joined the CIA, and now I help protect our families, our friends, and every fellow American. Find out how everything you do in your career can impact our nation. Visit cia.gov/careers to learn more and apply. Again, everybody, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with Gabe DeArmond, the publisher of PowerMizu.com. We're getting the Missouri perspective today ahead of Saturday's noon kickoff at Williams-Brice Gamecocks and Tigers. It'll be on the SEC Network. Gabe, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, man. Missouri's coming off a bye week, Gabe, and two weeks ago you played Georgia a pretty good ball game. The Tigers lost 43-29, but – you know, that was a game where Missouri was a lot more competitive against the Dogs than the Gamecocks were. Yeah, it was a weird game. I mean, it, it, I think if you had told most Missouri fans, hey, you're going to be down 11 at the start of the fourth quarter, you know, you're going to have a chance to, to make it a one-score game. You'll lose by two touchdowns. I think most Missouri fans would have taken that. But the way they played, they had three turnovers. They had a punt block for a touchdown. Just really didn't play a very good game. Almost left Missouri fans walking away going, well, if we just played decent, we might have been able to beat that team, you know. And and Georgia didn't play great either. Don't get me wrong. So it was a weird game. A lot of a lot of strange things happened. Georgia dropped another ball on the one yard line, but this one was called a touchdown. Uh, there was a, a fumble that Georgia returned for a touchdown. That it looked like the Missouri player his forward progress had been stopped for a couple seconds. Then, like I said, they had all the turnovers. Uh, Missouri's best wide receiver really was was a non-factor in the game because he was hurt. And, uh, so I, I don't really know exactly what I've learned about Missouri through four weeks because 
they're right about where we thought they should be. Missouri's three and one wins over Tennessee, Martin, Wyoming, and at Purdue, forty to thirty-seven. Tell us a little bit about that game, Gabe. You know, Purdue came back a week later and trounced Boston College when Boston College had moved into the top twenty-five. So that looks like a pretty good road win in retrospect. Yeah, there. That was a, a really weird setup. Purdue was zero and two coming in, but really was two terrible defensive personal fouls away from being two and zero. And, and I, I think there's a lot of similarities to this week because Purdue had its back against the wall. Like, if Purdue didn't win that game, uh, you know, a bowl game looked really, really difficult, and they, they could have been staring at 0-4 or 0-5. Now, they've, they've turned it around since playing pretty well against Missouri. But, you know, so they got a team that was really kind of playing for its season almost. And I think South Carolina's kind of the same way this weekend. I mean – the loss to Kentucky now puts South Carolina in a position where if you lose this game to Missouri, I really think most of the things you've talked about in the preseason and, and that a lot of people expected out of this team are probably off the table. So I, Missouri got Purdue's best effort in that game. David Blouther for a ridiculous school record, 572 yards, which had you know Missouri fans running for the hills convinced the season might be over. Uh, but I, I think the same thing could happen against South Carolina this week. Not that I think Jake Bentley's necessarily going to throw for 572 yards, but I would expect Missouri to get a, a much better effort out of South Carolina than Georgia and Kentucky got. All right, so the Gamecocks are two and two and one and two in the league, and Missouri again three and one and zero oh and one in the SEC. So, Gabe, when we talk about Missouri, I was watching the SEC Network recently, and Jordan Rogers said that uh, new offensive coordinator Derek Dooley has slowed things down, and that has benefited Missouri because the defense is staying off the field more. Yeah, I mean, they were either last or second to last in time of possession in two years under Josh Heupel. Now, they put up crazy numbers a year ago. I mean, they were a top 10 offense in the country, but it was really weird. I mean, they did nothing against South Carolina, nothing against Auburn, nothing against Purdue. And they really built those numbers off of just putting up ridiculous point totals against, you know, Arkansas and Tennessee and Idaho and Connecticut. Um, So this year, yeah, they have slowed down. They actually have won the time of possession. I know they won it the first three weeks. I can't remember if they won it against Georgia, but that's something that's been awfully foreign around here. Uh, But they're still, you know, a a pretty good offense. I mean, put up 29 against Georgia, which – I don't think a lot of teams are going to do this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're up, you know, 40 or higher in their first three games. So this is a team capable of putting a lot of points on the board. They're just going about it in a little bit more traditional, and I don't want to say methodical way, but, you know, a little bit more, I guess, like I said, traditional way than they have the past couple. Missouri's running the football better this year as well. Gabe, three running backs, spearhead the Missouri ground game. Yeah, I mean, Demare Crockett was a kid that had 1,000 yards as a true freshman two years ago, got hurt last year. Larry Roundtree came in and had 700 as a true freshman split in time last year. And now they've got another true freshman named Tyler Beatty who has played a lot. They've got three guys that are all at 189 yards or better through four games. Now, none of them's the star. They've, they've all had kind of turns where they've been the guy. So it's really tough to identify Missouri's number one back versus number three back. But Missouri has done a good job of just kind of figuring out in the first half who's playing well that week and riding that guy most of the second half. We talk about the Missouri offense, and really we start with Drew Locke, who might be the top quarterback prospect in the upcoming NFL draft. Yeah, there's a decent chance. I've seen some mock drafts with him being the number one overall pick. Um, 
you know, the, the question mark about him is what can he do against a good defense? He wasn't great against Georgia. I, I think he completed about half his passes for 253 yards, was held without a touchdown pass. He got no help from his wide receivers in that game. Uh, he is a kid that, I mean, I think all SEC is probably out of the question because of what uh, Tua is doing out at Alabama, but he's a guy that I think is going to be in the discussion with Justin Herbert, maybe Will Greer, and maybe one or two other guys is that top quarterback taken next April. Gabe Cox Central Radio getting the Missouri perspective today from Gabe DeArmond, the publisher of PowerMizzou.com. I'm your host, Emerson Phillips, and Drew Locke has thrown 11 touchdown passes and only two interceptions, and he's got 14 consecutive games with at least 200 yards passing, and that's the second longest active streak in major college football. But for whatever reason, Gabe, Locke has not had his best games against South Carolina the last couple of years. Yeah, well, the funny thing is his first college start ever was against South Carolina here in 2015, and that was the week after Matty Mock had been suspended. And, you know, you throw this four-star true freshman out there, nobody knew what to expect. He played great. And Missouri won the game, and everybody just kind of thought, okay, we're off and running with this kid. Matty Mock's never going to start again. Well, Matty Mock never started again, but things were bumpy for Drew the next two years. Um, yeah, that South Carolina game last year, I mean, he threw a 61-yard touchdown, and Missouri was up 10 nothing. And you kind of thought, here they go. And then Debo Samuel returns a kick 97 yards, and, and he throws a pick, and they score another touchdown. And really, Missouri didn't recover for about a month. Uh, from that, which was said a lot about how mentally tough or, or lack thereof Missouri was at that point in time, I think. But that's been the knock on Drew is that he has feasted on, you know, bad competition. And when they've played good teams, he hasn't been great. Now, he, he was really good against Georgia a year ago, but it didn't matter because Missouri just couldn't ever stop Georgia. He was decent against Georgia uh, last week. But this game, the Kentucky game, um, you know, the Florida game, those are the games a lot of NFL people are going to judge Drew Locke on. And the problem against Georgia was simply that Georgia's defensive backs were able to line up one-on-one on Missouri's receivers and pretty much take them out of the game. I, I mean, Drew had nowhere to throw the ball. I was looking downfield when he dropped back, and there just wasn't anybody open. So if South Carolina's able to do that, then Missouri's in a whole lot of trouble, and South Carolina's going to win the game and maybe win it pretty easily. Uh, if you have to start committing extra guys to covering Missouri's receivers, then then that opens up the running game, obviously, and Missouri is a team capable of putting up, you know, mid-30s, even 40 points. Gabe, tell us about the Missouri defense. Will Muschamp praised Terry Buckner, who's on the Missouri defensive line. Yeah, Terry Buckner, is a, he's a former five-star kid. He's a really good uh, player. That Missouri likes their defensive tackles a lot. They think they're as good as anybody's in the league. The problem for Missouri has been they don't get much pressure on the quarterback. I mean, they, they've, they've always, when they've had good teams the last 10, 15 years, they've always had a guy at defensive end, like a first or a second round draft pick, whether it's been Coney Ely or Alden Smith or, you know, they, they've had one for quite a while. They don't have that guy this year. Um, their defensive ends, frankly, haven't gotten the job done, so quarterbacks have had time to, to kind of sit back there and a uh, Missouri secondary is okay. It's not great. Uh, their linebackers have had some trouble in pass coverage. Missouri has been really good against the run. Um, but honestly, I mean, in that Purdue game, I think Purdue handed the ball off 10 times, like mid second quarter, they just said, we're not going to do this anymore. We, we can complete almost every pass we throw. We're not going to waste our time running the football. Georgia ran the ball, you know, pretty decently against Missouri, not as well as they have against some teams, but, 
those Georgia running backs are absolutely ridiculous. I thought Missouri actually held up somewhat well against the running game, uh, but it's when other teams have decided to throw the ball that Missouri's had problems. Gabe, talk about the October schedule here for Missouri. It's brutal. You, you're coming off a bye week, and the Tigers have got consecutive road games starting this Saturday at South Carolina. Then you head to Tuscaloosa, Alabama to take on the number one-ranked Crimson Tide. And then a home game, non-con game against Memphis, and then the Kentucky Wildcats go to Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, Missouri's in the middle of the three-game stretch that, that everybody kind of looked at and said, oh, this isn't going to be very fun because everybody expected Missouri to start 3-0. and But then you get Georgia at home. Next week you're at Alabama. Everybody, you know, pretty much knew, hey, those are probably two losses. So this South Carolina game is really pivotal for Missouri because if you lose this, then you're going to be coming home three and three. The momentum's kind of gone. Nobody knows what the attendance would be like. The second half of the schedule, beginning of the year, you kind of looked at it and it kind of opened up. I mean, you got Memphis, you know, Kentucky, Florida, Vandy, Tennessee, and Arkansas to finish the season. Um, I, there was a time I would have said I think Missouri's going to go five and one, maybe even six and zero oh in that stretch. But Kentucky's better than we thought. Florida's better than we thought, so, and I think Vandy might even be a little better than we thought. So now you're looking at this game where if Missouri wins this game, I, I think Missouri can honestly probably set its goal as a nine-win season. Maybe if, if you manage to beat Kentucky and get some momentum rolling, maybe you could get to 10-2, and two, but that's a little pie in the sky for me. Uh, but now if, if Missouri loses this game, all of a sudden with Kentucky and Florida looking better, then you're bringing 7-5 and five into the picture you know, six and six if you really mess one up, and, and that's just not good enough with the first-round draft pick senior quarterback. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's a pivotal game this weekend for both teams. Certainly is for the Gamecocks. You know, Carolina did not play well against yeah. Kentucky, and uh, I think there is a, a concern that the wheels could come off if the Gamecocks can't find a way to win at home on Saturday. And Missouri, obviously, uh, headed to Alabama next week trying to avoid, you know, what could be a very difficult month of October. So it'll be interesting. Noon kickoff on the SEC Network, South Carolina and Missouri. Gabe DeArmond, our guest today, the publisher of PowerMizzou.com, our Rivals Network partner. Gabe, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, Emerson. All right, that's Gabe DeArmond with PowerMizzou.com, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and 
Vermont, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.